Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Rebuilding Rutgers from the Ashes is produced by NJ Advanced Media. Subscribe and listen to the show at nj.com slash podcast. Join the conversation on Twitter by using hashtag RebuildingRutgers. There are plenty of big personalities in college football, perhaps none bigger than University of Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh. He is outspoken, complex, and often polarizing, but he is also a winner. Harbaugh has used his unconventional style at every turn to not only win games, but recruit top talent. And now he has New Jersey in his sights. Welcome to Rebuilding Rutgers from the Ashes. I'm Joe Giglio. In recent years, Michigan has been able to pluck five-star athletes from Rutgers' backyard, but now Chris Ash is fighting back to try and stop the trend. In this episode, we take you inside a battle between Rutgers and Michigan played out in the intense world of high school football recruiting. Here's NJ Advanced Media reporter Todd Hunt. He is easily the most divisive figure in college football. Say the name Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, and you'll have legions of Big Ten fans hailing his energy, coaching skills, and even those $8 Walmart khakis. To them, the often abrasive Harbaugh who has been a proven winner at the college and NFL levels, is the best hope to make Michigan a national championship contender again. Say the name Harbaugh in other corners of the college football world, and you'll have plenty of people declaring him an overrated self-promoter who is too busy angry tweeting other coaches and picking fights with the media. And if you say his name in New Jersey, here's a better idea. Don't. Jim Harbaugh is public enemy number one for Rutgers and his fans right now. Sure, the Scarlet Knights have no love lost for Penn State and its coach James Franklin and fellow Big Ten newcomer Maryland is the program Rutgers will be judged against for years. But Harbaugh, who inherited New Jersey star and Heisman Trophy candidate Jabril Peppers when he took the job, brazenly has come into New Jersey's fertile recruiting ground and planted the maize and blue flag. He grabbed top recruits like Kareem Walker and Rashawn Gary, rubbing Rutgers' noses in its longtime inability to keep top talent in the state. And this summer, Harbaugh tweaked Rutgers again, by setting up a satellite camp at Bergen County football powerhouse Paramus Catholic, prompting Rutgers head coach Chris Ash to counter with a camp of his own at the same time. We'll get back to the importance of satellite camps in a bit, but remember this. While Ash tries to downplay the rivalry, Harbaugh told New Jersey high school players and their parents that coming into Rutgers' backyard was like coaching in the Super Bowl. I am so excited to be here. My, my heart is pounding right now. I, uh, I can't even stand still uh, I feel like the way I did when I played a game as a football player and, uh, and the way you feel when you coach a game and my heart is going like this right now. Like, like the, uh, like the thoroughbreds in the race of the Kentucky Derby. You know, the heart starts pounding, the eyes bulge, they, they get the froth going, and the jockey said they can even feel the, the muscles bulging on the, uh, on the horse. You know, and contracting. That, that's the way I feel right now. This is, uh, you know, probably in about six months I haven't felt this way. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for that. I thought, I mean, this is like going to the Super Bowl 
for me. This is what it felt like for me when I was uh, coaching in the Super Bowl. Harbaugh will bring his Wolverines into Piscataway on October 8th for a game that most Rutgers fans probably circled in bright red ink on their calendars as soon as the schedule came out. This could be a mismatch, but Rutgers can't reach its goals under Ash and this new coaching staff without eventually measuring up to Michigan and its outspoken front man on the field, but also in the living rooms throughout the state. Nick Baumgartner is the Michigan beat reporter for MLive.com, one of NJ.com's sister websites. He has observed Harbaugh from day one. He's intense, you know. I mean, that's you know, it's the kind of the the best word to describe him as, I suppose. That uh, he's intense, and uh, beyond that, it's it's more than that. I guess it's it's an intense uh, guy who's kind of unapologetic, I suppose. Uh, and that there's been you know there's been several things that um, you know he's encountered here that uh, maybe happened in the past or were always done a certain way. That uh, and you know at Michigan. There's a lot of things here that have been done a certain way for 40, 50, 60 years uh, just because they've always been done that way. And he's been one of those types of guys who uh, has come in and said, uh, I think we should do it differently and because I think it's better. And that's, you know, just kind of how he rolls. And I think that trickles into that, that satellite camp thing. I think he took that idea from, from James Franklin uh, and, and doubled down on it and said, you know, why don't we just uh, do as many of these as humanly possible? A guy who never takes a break, never takes vacations, really. Uh, and he's just, you know, he never stops. I think that's the, the best way to say it. Back to those satellite camps. Here's why they ignited a controversy in New Jersey this summer. A loophole in NCAA regulations allows coaches to skirt recruiting rules. A college coach isn't allowed to host a football camp outside of a 50-mile radius from campus. But a satellite event allows a coach to travel outside that limit to be part of a camp hosted by another school. This allows coaches to travel around the country to find recruits. In June, Paramus Catholic High School hosted a satellite camp for Michigan. Rutgers was invited, but Ash declined to play second fiddle in his own state. Instead, he held his own camp on the same day at Fairleigh Dickinson. He invited Ohio State and Temple coaches for extra drawing power. The dueling camp sparked headlines and some bad feelings among Rutgers fans who see Paramus Catholic as disloyal, but Ash has tried to downplay the drama. There are satellite camps that are going all over around the country, um, and there are competitive battles for uh, recruits to go to satellite camps all over the country. Uh, here in this area, um, you know, there was one at Pramus, there was one that we did at FDU. Uh, they were on the same day. There was competition to get recruits there, uh, but that's happening all over. You know, people around here just thought that was kind of a, a big deal. You know, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, there were two really good camps that were put on. Uh, it was great for the state, great for uh, prospects in, in this area. Uh, it was great for Rutgers because we were, people were talking about Rutgers and Rutgers football uh, in, the, in the, really the beginning of June. How much has that happened in the past? I don't know, but there were a lot of conversation about us and that's really what it was about. I'm worried about uh, our brand um, in Rutgers football and what's best for us. And um, I thought having a, a satellite camp the way we did it, when we did it, was what was best for us. And uh, uh, I think in the end, uh, who won in that whole deal? Everybody here in the state of New Jersey. It's probably going to be a while before Rutgers can stand up to Michigan on the field. And before that can happen, the Scarlet Knights have to keep Michigan from picking their pockets for New Jersey talent. Harbaugh has grabbed top Jersey recruits because right now, with Ash still new, he sees the state as an easy target. It's no coincidence Harbaugh hired Chris Partridge away from Paramus Catholic. Partridge, now a Michigan linebackers coach, has become an important link to New Jersey kids. The Wolverines currently have 10 players from New Jersey on their roster. 
Adam Friedman, rivals mid-Atlantic recruiting analyst, says Partridge has gone from a coach who wasn't very popular in New Jersey to a guy with something to offer New Jersey players. Chris Partridge has relationships all over the state, and I think they've really leaned on him and, and the guys that he's brought in closer closer to the fold up at Michigan. I think they've really leaned on that, but they've also had some you know playing time to sell. Uh, now that he's over at Michigan and has a little bit more power, he's got the ability to really offer scholarships and give guys a chance in college, especially at a really prestigious program like Michigan. I think that has made a lot of people look at him as, uh, he's not really my enemy anymore. He's the guy that I need to be uh, you know, trying to help out and show off my players and not, not, not necessarily sucking up to, but um, really making sure I have a good relationship with him. And that's something that you know, coaches in New Jersey, coaches in the Northeast, coaches in you know Brooklyn also uh, have really looked at and you know started to I guess started to change their opinion of them. But twenty four seven Sports Director of Recruiting Steve Wiltfong says there's another reason Harbaugh is rating New Jersey with Partridge's help. Harbaugh knows there's top talent here that has been coached by the best. In several places in New Jersey, you're getting tremendous high school coaching. There's a lot of tradition within those programs. There's a lot of pride. And the head coaches are are well-known, but the assistant coaches are accomplished also. A lot of them played for those prestigious high school programs that they coach at, so they got really good high school coaching. And then they played at, they either played at prominent colleges or they played college football at places where they got good coaching. So I just think the high school coaching in New Jersey, you can pick that up and stack them up against any other state. And so with that, the development of athletes is better. So while Jersey is smaller, the athletes in Jersey are getting better nurturing um, as, as they develop. And so with that, I think Rutgers could be able to have 35 to 40 New Jersey kids on their roster and be the nucleus of their roster because those guys know how to play the game right. They got good strength programs and and uh, they were developed well. And, and so, for me, I, I have great respect for the high school coaches in New Jersey. In the battle with Rutgers, Michigan has a lot to offer New Jersey's best players to lure them away. A strong football tradition, impressive facilities, crazy fans, a massive stadium of more than 100,000 seats, and oh yeah, Harbaugh, a guy who was coached in the Super Bowl. He can also convince players and their families that he's their best shot at getting to the NFL. Michigan is going to typically beat Rutgers for a kid. It's just the way it is. And that doesn't mean Rutgers can't win one here or win one there, because they can't. But uh, I, I think that's more played up in our world, in our universe, than what's really happening behind the scenes. In 2015, Penn State landed six commitments from New Jersey, and several have played prominent roles for the Nittany Lions. But Michigan is Rutgers' current recruiting nemesis. The Wolverines signed six players out of New Jersey in 2016, including the nation's number one player, Rashawn Gary, and five-star running back Kareem Walker. The two of them joined Heisman Trophy candidate Jabril Peppers, another New Jersey native. Four-star wide receiver Amir Mitchell of Egg Harbor City lasted only a few months at Michigan before transferring to Rutgers, giving Ash a small victory and an example of how the grass isn't always greener in Ann Arbor. But even as the big-name players are lured away, Ash pledges to compete for them. Take Paramus Catholic linebacker Drew Singleton, for example. The 6'2", 220-pound four-star player is New Jersey's top recruit, and he's considering Michigan and Rutgers going into his senior year of high school. I love both schools. 
honestly, like there's no like a favor between those two because I, I got a relationship with both coaches, uh, coaching staffs. With Michigan, you know, Coach Parches, he's been coach, yeah, he's coaching me at high school when I was a freshman. So, you know, he was the first coach that actually got to teach me uh, to get the game of football on a high school level. So I did definitely gonna have some connections with uh, Michigan. And, and on the other hand, Rutgers, uh, Coach Ash, including my brother, when my brother was a senior. So, so I kind of have a relationship already with him. Like, I met him when I was 12 years old. Singleton says there isn't much difference in the recruiting approach of the two schools. Rutgers is just be location. The only thing that I, I would say Michigan has on Rutgers is that it's just a bigger school. Honestly, there really is no difference, honestly. I hear from both teams every single day from from, from different various coaches. So I, I wouldn't even say that there's a difference in that category. But can Rutgers really compete with Michigan for Singleton and other top-notch players? Ash says yes. He insists he won't be content with only the players Michigan and others don't want. In a league like this, whether it's the Big Ten, the SEC, I mean, everything is competitive. Uh, uh, your, your apparel is competitive. Um, the, the recruiting is competitive. It's competitive on the field. It's competitive in the classroom for uh, GPAs and, and uh, team GPAs. Everything's a competition in college football in leagues like this. So uh, if you're not willing to compete, um, then you have no chance for success. And uh, we're trying to compete in every area that we can. Um, you know, I've been in this league enough. I know uh, what uh, is out there. I know what other people are doing. I know what uh, strengths and weaknesses of, of uh, programs are, and um, we're not intimidated by anybody. You know, we're here to compete. We're here to build a, a, a competitive uh, program, and uh, we have a plan to make that happen, and it's all we're trying to do. And it begins with providing a good experience for the players already in his program, because happy players can be your best recruiters. New Jersey players who stayed home can be an example for those toying with the idea of Michigan, or any other school for that matter. Well, we've made a lot of changes here that I think are, are changes geared toward developing our, our players here. And that's all these guys want. They want to know that we care about them. Uh, they want to know that we can make them better. That, that's and, and the third part, they want to know that we can help them um, be successful when they're done here. And uh, we've been able to do those three things in a short amount of time. And if a player feels like he's got a coach that cares uh, for him, he's got a coach that can develop him, he's got a coach that will help him in, in life after football, uh, why would he not say positive things to help uh, the program? And uh, that's, that, that's all part of the plan. You know, the connection that we have between ourselves and the players is very important. And uh, if, if we can connect with them the right way, they're going to help sell what we're doing here. While Harbaugh tries to cherry pick the best, Ash has a strategy. Build strong relationships with New Jersey high school coaches, especially the ones who haven't had strong relationships with Rutgers in the past. Ash must convince them he's sincere in wanting their players and input and that he's going to be here for a while. St. Peter's prep coach Rich Hansen says coaches around the state are rooting for Ash to succeed. A strong Rutgers program gives their kids another option, maybe even the best option. Well, I think, you know, first of all, he's, he's been very effective at selling his plan. He, had a, he has a great outreach uh, you know, to the high school coaches in New Jersey, and, and, and uh, I think that people, you know, are taking a leap of faith. They believe in, in what he's saying. Uh, they've seen him in action. They've watched him improve. You know, the strength conditioning center, uh, some real improvements that he has planned. And I think he's brought in, you know, really uh, energetic staff with a lot of passion, uh, not just for what Rutgers is doing, but for New Jersey football. And I think that people trust him. 
and um, they were willing to, to buy in. And I think that, um, as I said you know, before, it's all great and it all makes sense and everybody wants to be on board and sooner or later, you know, performance on the field uh, and the product on the field is going is to be the best seller of the program. So, you know, hopefully that's going to happen. Until then, you know, I think, uh, you know, from my perspective, we're, we're, we're all in. We want to see them do well and do everything we can for our uh, for the home state school. Former Rutgers quarterback and current Don Bosco offensive coordinator Mike Teal, a Jersey kid who stayed home, says Ash can stave off Michigan and others by letting recruits know that Rutgers' goal isn't just to be competitive, it's to be a dominant Big Ten program. All of that has been reflected in a well-paid staff, a new weight room, a commitment to cutting-edge sports science, and other immediate upgrades Ash has orchestrated in just 10 months. Woodrow Wilson head coach Preston Brown has one of his top players committed to Rutgers and three-star cornerback Edwin Lopez. Brown says Ash knows the Jersey landscape because of his Big Ten ties. It's proven track record of success, you know, being a coach at Wisconsin, uh, you know, having high-level success, coaching defensive back there and at, at Ohio State, uh, and just being able, just doing a pretty good job of recruiting players from the state of New Jersey when he was at those other schools, so he understands and recognizes the talent that's in state. So I think that's first and foremost. Uh, just being able to be open and clearly express that he wants the best players in this state to play for him at, you know, the state school. Marcus Hammond is the founder of Next Level Greats, a training and seven-on-seven program for skill position players. He sees Ash closing the gap on Michigan. I remember when, uh, when Chris Ash got hired, the one thing he said to me was, I, I know everybody doesn't know us yet, and I know you don't know us yet, but nobody's going to outwork us. And so far from what I've seen, I mean, it's, a pretty, it's pretty damn close. I don't think I've met anybody else. It's like those guys are constantly, constantly, constantly working. And um, they're thorough, you know. When, uh, when evaluating recruits, they ask me questions that other schools don't always ask and it doesn't always have to do with on the field and I think that has a lot to do with them evaluating their guys um, and I think they go deeper into the talent in in Jersey in general I mean in particular South Jersey I don't know I don't know all of Rutgers recruit classes but I, I couldn't tell you the last time they had this many prospects in South Jersey This is part of the reason those satellite camps, like the ones Harbaugh attends, present a new challenge to Rutgers. Now other programs can see New Jersey kids up close by the hundreds, players who would never travel to Michigan for a camp. Coaches from Michigan, Alabama, and more than 100 other programs came to the Hun School in Princeton in June to scout New Jersey talent. And later that month, Penn State held the camp at Petty School in Heightstown that attracted more than 400. Rutgers can't hold competing camps every time one is scheduled somewhere in the state. Ash has to pick his battles like he did with Harbaugh. Paramus Catholic coach Dan Sabella, who helped Harbaugh run the camp, insists he was just trying to help players get exposed to a great program. When the opportunity presented itself and we, and, and we had an opportunity to kind of host it, you know, we jumped at the opportunity because, hey, we're, we're all trying to promote the game of football. And um, to be able to get that many, you know, 
athletes from our area in front of that many college coaches. We, we just thought that was, that, that was a great opportunity, and it was, uh, you, you know, it was something we wanted to obviously be a part of. And, and, and we've never, you know, from our perspective, we've never looked at it as being involved in any type of rivalry. I mean, we, we have, there's obviously a natural connection with Paramus Catholic in Michigan with the guys who got on to play at Michigan from, from PC and obviously coach Partridge being there, there's a natural connection and that's something that, that, that the school is proud of and we're proud to be a part of. But at the same time, you know, Rutgers is, is our home university, our, our in-state university. And, and we've got, you know, we've got a player down there, Najee Clayton, who's going to be one of their, one of their better players this year. And we want to see them be successful as well. We we're totally supportive of Coach Ash, and like we like I said earlier, have have already established a relationship with him and his staff, and we want to see nothing but good things for them. In the end, Rutgers camp outdrew Michigan's camp, likely because New Jersey coaches didn't want to alienate Ash as he tries to build relationships. And it turned out to be a win-win, according to Hanson, because Rutgers camp was excellent. We discussed with our kids. We laid out both options. I didn't direct kids to, to uh, have to go to one camp over the other. Um, you know, we felt that uh, when, when, when you look at, at uh, the matrix, what Rutgers was going to do, you know, uh, at the camp and, and, you know, to include Ohio State, include Temple, uh, Monmouth University, we just thought it was a great opportunity for exposure for our players and encouraged them to, uh, to, to, to go to it. And honestly, I mean, there are so many kids up there, 900,000 kids. Um, I thought Rutgers, Ohio State, Temple did a phenomenal job in facilitating, you know, a, a real teaching, learning experience for, for those kids. It was structured really well. Um, I think it was great uh, for the guys to get up there and compete. Uh, our kids had a great time. And, um, you know, I, I'm not told that those things are the answer, but I think um, for, for what it is, I thought Rutgers did a phenomenal job with it. The staff was great, and our kids got a good experience out of it. Bergen Catholic head coach Nunzio Campanelli and his players also ended up at Rutgers camp. I was at the Rutgers camp. I thought they did a really good job of organizing it, considering how many people they had at it. Um, I, I think that they did a great job of, you know, kind of rallying support for what they did. But it sounds to me like both camps got a great turnout. And, you know, hopefully in the end it was helpful to kids. I mean, hopefully it got kids opportunities to make relationships and get recognized. Um, you know, I, I thought that Rutgers did it in a very professional way. I don't think they did it like they, they tried to make it not make an us first Michigan thing, just, hey, this is an opportunity that we're taking. And uh, I thought they did a very good job organizing it. It was a great day. So call it a victory for Ash, the first of many he'll need against bigger, stronger, more storied Big Ten programs. One, I'm glad it's over. Uh, June camps uh, for us were very successful, um, both at FDU and the ones we had here on campus and the, the, some of the other camps that we went around in other areas but um, you know uh, camps are important to our program and uh, I'm not about you know we're winning uh, on the camp circuit I'm about winning games uh, you know in the fall uh, I hope that people that came to that uh, camp though uh, saw uh, organization saw structure saw enthusiasm saw, saw excitement uh, because that's a reflection of what we want our program to look like um, you know uh, Camps are camps, but you know if they're organized or detailed, they're, they're people are having fun, uh, people are getting better. Uh, that hopefully is an indi- indication on how we're doing business in all areas here in the program. If people saw that, then great. That's uh, a, a glimpse into what we're doing here in the building. 
Harbaugh and his staff were on hand when Paramus Catholic opened its season against St. Francis of Maryland at Michigan Stadium on September 2nd, the day before Michigan's own season opener against Hawaii. That's right, Paramus Catholic, a New Jersey high school team, opened its season with the game at the 100,000-seat Michigan Stadium in Ann Arbor. Funny how that all worked out, huh? So it's obvious Harbaugh isn't going away. If he spends any more time in the Garden State, he might start shopping for an apartment here. Somehow, Ash will have to figure out just who he's dealing with. While Ash is buttoned down, Harbaugh is a complex and often strange personality. Two men, two distinct personalities, battling for New Jersey recruits. Here's Friedman's take on why Harbaugh is embraced by players. There's the coach that you hear about behind the scenes, and there's the coach that is you know, presented to the public. Um, and I think that the guy that's presented behind the scenes is someone who's really endearing to his players and is really not afraid to, to try anything. And that, I think, is something that players really gravitate towards. You know, the kids nowadays, the, the players nowadays, they really like guys who you know, will just, you know, they'll, they'll wear whatever they want. They'll get up in, in music videos and, and uh, you know, rap. And they'll, they're not afraid to walk down the street and, and you know, start saying some crazy stuff or, or just messing around with them. And I think that that's really endearing to the players. Now, to the public, you know, in the, in the image that he presents, I think that craziness that, you know, and you know, the way that he kind of keeps them guessing, keeping them on their toes, makes everybody wonder whether he's actually crazy or if he's a genius. And you know, <laughs> depending on who you talk to, you're going to hear both answers. Um, and what we've seen on the field so far uh, you know, leans, makes you lean a little bit more towards the genius side. After Michigan opened the season with the route, Rashawn Gary, the New Jersey defensive end who chose Harbaugh and the Wolverines, relived the thrill of playing in front of 100,000 fans. These are the kind of comments that will keep Ash awake at night. It felt so good, like, like that's like the best feeling I ever had. Like I never played in front of so many people. It was better than what I imagined it because it's, it's like when I came for my visit, it's, it's different from sitting in the crowd and playing. But I mean, my decision, I never looked back. Meanwhile, Sabella, the Paramus Catholic coach caught in the middle, isn't sure how the Rutgers-Michigan battle will play out between now and signing day and far beyond. I really think that that's something that you know that that will work. That that the future will will kind of tell. I, I I know that our young men on our football team are, are independent thinkers, and I know that they have been real thorough and uh, real investigative in, in, in trying to research and, and see as many schools and 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 look into opportunities that present themselves. So, uh, I mean, honestly, their, their families are very involved, and, and I, think they, I think they still have a little bit of a ways to go in their decision-making process. But, you know, like I said, they're independent thinkers, and, and they're going to do what they feel best suits them. As far as will the relationship benefit, I mean, let, let's see what happens, right? I mean, let's see what happens come, come signing date and over these next couple months. But it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity, not just for those highly recruited kids who, who have an opportunity to, to possibly play in the Big Ten, but, but for our whole program to get to go there and play um, is something that uh, I'm sure a lot of our guys will always remember. When Michigan arrives at Rutgers on October 8th, the Wolverines bring with them a roster stocked with big-name New Jersey players who could have been in Rutgers uniforms. And for a moment, Ash and Rutgers fans can allow themselves to think what might have been. 
or more importantly, what lies ahead in the battle with Harbaugh. Todrick, what I took out of that is just how many people are talking about Jim Harbaugh all the time. It feels like anytime you get in a college football conversation, he gets brought up. And especially now here in New Jersey with all this going on with Rutgers and kind of this rivalry that's been brought up. I mean, you're out there with these kids and these recruits. Does his name come up and Michigan's name come up as much as we perceive it does? Absolutely. He's certainly polarizing, uh, does a lot of uh, quirky things uh, that grab your attention. Uh, These kids have certainly taken notice. But I thought Adam Friedman made a really good point. Um, There's the viewpoint that we have as onlookers, as media, um, as fans of who Jim Harbaugh is. But he's a different guy to those players in the locker room. He really embraces those guys, and um, according to different people that we've spoken to, um, there's a lot of good vibes throughout that program, and that, that's a big part of it. I mean, you got to have the guys in the locker room happy to be able to sell the program as well. Uh, it's not just about Harbaugh's interaction with the kids. Uh, at the end of the day, they're going up there on visits. They're going to interact with these guys and find out what the real deal is and if they'll be treated well when they go to Michigan. How big of a deal were those satellite camps? You know, Chris Ash there kind of tried to downplay it, I think, a little bit of how big of a deal it was and say, look, this is good for New Jersey, right? All these kids are getting coaching by a great coach and all these kids are at camps. Did we make it too big of a deal of it or is it really that big of a deal they were here? Well, certainly certainly the easier thing for him to do uh, would be to not acknowledge that. Um, and, and calling it a rivalry and things of that nature. But I think there was certainly something to it. I thought the response was quite swift uh, when we found out that Paramus Catholic was having a camp out here. Um, you know, a couple days later, Rutgers announced their intentions to hold their own camp. So um, it was certainly a cause and an effect there um, and a reaction there. And I, I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with saying, hey, I'm the coach here. This is our state. We're going to stand up and, and throw a camp on the exact same day and compete with you guys because that's exactly what happened. Uh, and at the end of the day, I do think it worked out for football overall, New Jersey overall. Uh, a lot of guys got to go out and compete in front of coaches from throughout the country at venues that they would not normally be able to travel to. So I do believe it was a win-win. Uh, but to say it wasn't a response to what Michigan was doing uh, was interesting. So, Todrick, what's realistic here? I remember when we did our show on signing day this past year, Michigan's name kept coming up. Um, one of the biggest recruits in New Jersey heading to Michigan, like six players in 2016. Moving forward, you know, what is realistic? Is it trying to keep a bulk of the kids here, but knowing Michigan's and other big schools, but Michigan, obviously, with this conversation, is going to pluck a couple each year? What is realistic for the coaching staff here at Rutgers and for this regime when they're fighting Harbaugh for these recruits? I think generally you want to be able to land 8 to 10 of the top 20 kids throughout your state to really have a realistic shot uh, at going out and competing. Um, New Jersey is a small state, but a stockpile with talent. We're an incredibly dense state with a huge population uh, for the size of the state. And there's a lot of good football being played out here. Um, we talked about the coaching. We talked about the offseason seven-on-seven play. These are things that have brought the state up to par with those SEC states in which they're able to have spring football uh, when New Jersey is not. Uh, so it's definitely important to uh, build that fence uh, around New Jersey and, and the neighboring states in which you recruit. Uh, Chris Ash obviously is off to a good start uh, with his 2017 class. There's tons of Jersey guys in there. Uh, so they've obviously made that their focus. Uh, so far, it seems to be paying dividends. Let me throw this at you, Todd, Three of the six kids that Michigan poached from New Jersey last year, not even playing right now for the Wolverines for various reasons. How does that impact everything here? Because it does make Michigan's haul look a little bit different, right? 
Well, there's certainly something to think about if you're a New Jersey recruit um, looking to potentially go to Michigan. But at the same time, uh, you look at guys from New Jersey having a huge impact there um, and, and, and starts to great careers when you talk about a guy like Rashawn Gary. He got his first sack in the second game, played a lot. Uh, got in on the second series, started making some heat uh, and making some plays. Looks like he's really starting to get comfortable out there. Michael Dwumfor, underrated kid out of New Jersey. No one had high expectations for. He's already playing. He's already lost his red shirt. He's been worked into the mix. Uh, Kareem Walker was a guy who, uh, past spring, was a guy that they were looking to get involved in that offense and get going. He had some academic casualties, but that's on him. That's not necessarily uh, on Michigan themselves. Ron Johnson, uh, he'll red shirt this year, build up his body look to come out and compete next year um, but back to Gary and the impact that he's been able to have as a true freshman and then of course Jabril Peppers a potential top 10 pick in the NFL I think the good kind of outweighs the bad in any normal situation obviously having three or six guys 50% of your guys uh, fail uh, at your school would be a bigger issue but in this particular case because of the success those other guys have had I think it kind of washes it out you mentioned Peppers there. He's the one I think that pops, right? Cover of Sports Illustrated, Heisman Trophy winner, or you know, kid that could win the Heisman Trophy, and obviously a future NFL draft pick. How much does that play into for kids in New Jersey? Then when you see that, does that make it harder for Rutgers when when you have a, a New Jersey kid at Michigan? on the path to all these great things. Does that make it even harder? Like, look at what this kid went out there and did. Well, I think a kid like uh, Jabril Peppers would have had success wherever he went, simply because he's a tremendous athlete. He's super fast. He's also tough, uh, aggressive, and he does the little things on the field. You can tell this kid cares. I mean, he'll launch his body through a blocker to make a play. Uh, Just the intangibles, the instincts. Uh, This kid would have been a great player no matter where he went. Um, But at the same time, he is doing all of these great things at Michigan. Uh, every time you see him on the cover of a magazine, he's wearing a Michigan uniform. Uh, so, so it's certainly a positive uh, reflection on that program and something that they used as a huge notch in their belt as a recruiting tool, as, as an opportunity to, to bring in additional funding from donors. I mean, it's all positives when you have a great player doing great things and on a national stage. So uh, definitely a huge bump for Michigan moving forward. So Michigan, obviously, this year is projected to be one of the best teams in college football. And then with Harbaugh there, I mean, he's a great coach outside all this. They're probably going to continue to be a top team. How much is that going to play into all this? I mean, is it just Harbaugh, the way he coaches, the fact that the NFL looms big games? Or is it the success of that school? And what I'm trying to say is, does Rutgers have to start catching up wins and losses? Maybe not exactly like Michigan, but close that gap so at least Rutgers could say, yeah, they're a 10-win team, but we can be a bowl team every year as well. Well, I mean, Rutgers beat Michigan just a couple years back here at High Point. People seem to kind of gloss over that. Uh, So that wasn't very long ago. Um, So they have had success against the program. I think that's kind of a testament to Harbaugh and what he's done in a short period of time because they're obviously not the same program. Uh, So certainly uh, Rutgers is in position to make strides and catch up to that program. But I think fans, I think recruits at this point just want to see those guys compete. And I think if they're able to provide that to show that the program is on the upswing, that these players are being coached, um, they're being given great goals, they're showing character, they're showing fight out there on the field, I think that might be enough to kind of convince kids to possibly stay home when looking at the two programs. Feels like kind of the rivalry between these two teams is just starting. We're just scratching the surface of what it's going to be. Thanks, Toderick. Next time on Rebuilding Rutgers from the Ashes, Kenny Parker, a name not many in New Jersey know. 
Who is the man charged with improving the conditioning of Rutgers players? The man who is as much a life coach as he is a strength coach. Chris Ash has invested heavily in sports science and he is relying on Parker to run the show. The person that heads up that area, it's uh, the most important person in the program. That's where your team is built. And you gotta have faith and trust uh, that they're gonna run it the right way. I wouldn't say that I'm a strength coach, to be honest with you. You know, a lot of these kids don't have dads. They don't have uh, father figures in their life. So we definitely take it in a different approach. 